Yes, Lord, Holy Spirit, we are ready. We are ready. We are ready. So namana no shaya namana zana namana zara nene shara namana no saye. Zana souza na mama macha na 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 zona mama 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 mazoe zona na mazoe na macha ya ne na zona mama mazoe zona mazoe na macha na mazoe zona mazoe na na mono zona mazoe zana na mane Right now, something is beginning to happen to you. Right now, the power of God is coming upon you. Right now, the glory of God is coming upon you. Right now, Manamano Shalamamaye, Manamano Shamanaye, Manamano Shayamanaye, Manamano Shamaaye, Kalamama Ayasuna Ayakamana Aza, Idakana Shanama Ada Zana Kaida Azana Maaya, Mahada Ashakaya da Hazama Kaida Azuna Maaya, Ibanana Sona Manamo Zona Namano Zona Namano Zona Namano Zona Namano Ibanakana Masuda Branamande Varanashka Bada Ada Sebraya. Lehado shamana no nanaze sibarakana namando barane shenemada yanana nisela nane yano shalama haida azura kabanda made vere no shabrana mando barane shkebala branda mano zura lara mo shabranda bora na mazebra karana bo shelemanda balana hai lena mo zaramande bora kishaya eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered the hearts of any man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, Mazoya na she arosu anamaniriko, malaneko rana shaya, orana zosa rana mozo rana na neze arano soya, zebra karamo brene vasha brano mozo ramunda kala namashe balana varedehi, mandoroko sharamande brandos barane mandeya. Have I not said unto you that I behold I do a new thing? And now it shall spring forth. Niborono shenemanda renezahai. Why do you doubt my ability? Why do you doubt my power to perform? Mina mazona na na nere kara na zora na manereke. Lera shala munda rakazevra nosh palamande vara nosh. Don't you remember Peter? Well, 
he saw me walking upon the water and how that he wanted to to be sure that it was me and asked if it was me and I said it was and he asked if I could let him come on the water and I said yes and he be, and he jumped upon the water and he began to walk upon the water and he was walking upon the water coming close to me have you not read how that he took off his eyes from me and began to look at the waves and the storms and immediately when he began to look at the waves and the storms he began to sink he began to sink only because he doubted because he doubted so for me to lift him up for me to bring him up from the sink from 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 from, from the sea that he may not die I had to rebuke him of his doubt I had to rebuke him of his doubt because he had to repent from the doubt for me to be able to lift him up to bring him up why are you doubting my ability why are you doubting my power you began walking on the water just like Peter did but you too turned your eyes off me and you began to look at the waves and the storms you began to look at what was happening in the world don't you see that whenever you turn your eyes away from me you begin you begin to sink and whenever you turn your eyes upon me you suddenly begin to rise up as a giant and walk over the circumstances that you face in your life don't you see look to me only for I'm your savior look to me only I'm your healer look to me only I'm your deliverer look to me only I'm the only one who has the power to make you walk upon the sea Shanazos Kanamande I don't know who I spoke these words to right now but I know I did speak to someone I know I did rebuke someone by the Spirit of God. I know I did encourage someone by the Spirit of God. I know. I know. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth Will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace Turn your eyes upon Jesus The diseased, 
He healed them all. Jesus hasn't changed. His love is just the same. Just as He walked the shore. This God of yesterday is still the healing Jesus now and evermore. Walk time as this arise on healing wings son of righteousness arise on healing wings you're my son of righteousness we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus we appreciate you for your love and for your faithfulness thank you so much for all the things that you do for us for all the things that you're doing for us and for all the things that you shall continue to do for us we thank you for the blood of Jesus we thank you for the word of God we thank you for the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the revelation of Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are with us right now. And you are with us to open the eyes of our understanding. You are with us right now to lead us into the truth. And thank you that you will do exactly that. You guide us into the truth. You lead us into the truth. And tonight, we'll be blessed more than yesternight. The power of the Holy Spirit will fill us more than yesternight. And we will go in the strength of the Word of God which we receive today. From glory to glory, victory to victory, faith to faith. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So yesterday I began sharing with you on the paragons of the paragons of the churches of Jesus Christ throughout the church age and yesterday I was able to share with you on the first paragon that's the church of Ephesus and I told you that the church of Ephesus 
is the paragon of the church that has left their first love. It's the paragon of the church that has left their first love. And I explained to you that the first love is not really about the things that you used to do when you got born again. For example, like how some say, when you got born again, you loved to pray, you loved to study your Bible, you loved to fast, you loved to go on soul winning, you involved yourself with all these spiritual activities. Uh, but as you grow up and as you journey in Christianity, you began to leave all of these things. As you grew up, you began to leave all of these things. And so it has been taught that your first love is uh, that prayer life, that soul winning activity, all these activities that you used to do. And so going back to your first love means going back to do those, those things again. But yesterday we explained that even though that revelation itself is not a false revelation, in other words, it's a true revelation and uh, there are many people in the body of Christ uh, who will be quickened and awakened by that revelation. Jesus Christ wasn't talking about that. that what not, that's not what Jesus Christ meant when he said, you have left your first love. So yesterday, we were able to look at not what, but who the first love is. Uh, as we read from the book of 1 John, we found out that the first love is Jesus Christ himself. Now, um, I'll, 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 I'll recommend that all those who uh, were not online yesterday, you should go to my CastBox, my podcast on CastBox. CastBox is an app. You can get it on Google Play. You can get it on the App Store. Download it. Sign in and uh, search for Apostle Israel E. Amoa. You'll see my name will pop up and um, you'll see my cast box, my, my podcast, and uh, I've, I've uploaded the messages already. Uh, I've uploaded them so you can get yesterday's message uh, over there. So yesterday's message is uh, the Paragons of the Church, part two. Part two, that's yesterday. So kindly get it and listen to it so that you can catch up with what uh, we're going we're continuing to learn today okay do your best and and do so so we found out that the first love is 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 is, is a person not a thing okay and uh, we found out that the church of the church of Ephesus were still laboring they were still laboring but the problem is that they were laboring in disconnection from their first love and that's the reason why jesus came to rebuke them and said get back to your first love and then repent and do the first work so what was the first work the first work is uh, the first work represents their labor the labor and the works which they did in connection to the first love you see and now they have left the first love so he tells them to repent and to go back and do the first works. In other words, they should go back and do the works that they are doing again in connection with the first love who is Christ Jesus. In other words, all focus, all attention must be on Jesus. He should be the motivation for what we do. Not our self-interest. Praise God. 
the propaganda in ministry has to cease the propaganda in Christianity has to cease lots of you think the propaganda is only found in politics propaganda is everywhere it's in your life it's 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 in Christianity it's in the ministry and it has to stop it has to stop we have to put an end to it we cannot promote our self-interest if we do so then we belong to a kingdom of our own but we belong to a kingdom that is not of our own we belong to the kingdom of God the kingdom of Christ Jesus so we live in the interests of the king not in our interests not in our self-interest but in the interest of the man Jesus Christ of the father that's how we live praise the Lord so turn to the book of Revelation and let's continue from where we stop and hopefully we'll talk about the second paragon and the third paragon today if time permits Revelation chapter number, chapter number 2 verse 5 so he said remember remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place and I explained what that meant yesterday you'll, you'll be separated you'll be separated if your focus is not on Jesus you'll be separated from him you'll be separated a church that has lost focus on the on, 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 on the on the Son of God on Christ Jesus the head of the church will be separated from him will be separated from him do you know why divorce and separations happen in marriages because we lose focus on the things that we have to really keep keep our focus on you see it and then as we look for lose focus on the things that we have to keep focus on we become self-centered self-centered selfish and that's the causes of many separations and and uh, and, and and divorces in in marriages that's the cause you see and the same thing can happen if we begin to lose focus on the heart of Jesus on the heart of the father if we begin to lose focus remember david was called a man after god's heart a lot of times i know you, you, you uh, most of you guys say david was a man after god's heart because he was a worshiper and others say oh he was a man after god's heart because when he sinned he quickly repented the bible does tells us the reason why he was a man after god's heart and it wasn't because he was a worshiper neither was it because he would repent quickly when he sinned against God. All of that did contribute to being a man after God's heart. But the main reason why David was called a man after God's heart, that God knew David as a man after his own heart, was because David was a man who would do God's will. He was a man who would do God's will. Against his own will, he would do God's will. That's the reason why he was called a man after God's heart. That's why he was called a man after God's heart. 
Very important for us to know. You see, what is in God's heart? God's will. What is a will? A will is a desire. The place of the desire is in the heart. The place of the will is in the heart. Whatever you will for, you desire for, comes directly, straightly from your heart. It comes straight from your heart. Directly from your heart. That's where it comes from. Desires are in the heart. The will of man is in his heart. So the will of God is God's heart. God's desire is God's heart. If a man runs after God's will and after God's uh, counsel, purposes, desires, that man is running after God's heart. That's how to run after God's heart. You want to be a man after God's heart? Run after God's will. Be a person that seeks to manifest God's will in your own life. Be a man who seeks to fulfill the will of God in your own life. Like the Bible says of Jesus our Lord. He said of himself, Lo, I come in the volume of books it is written of me to do thy will, O God. To do thy will, O God. You see, to do thy will, O God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's what it means to be a man after God's heart. That's what it means. Can you go ahead and speak in tongues for just about 20 seconds? Just go ahead. Speak with tongues for just about 20 seconds. Just go ahead and speak with tongues. Speak with tongues. Speak with tongues. Chapter number 13, quickly. Chapter number 13. Look at this. Let me show you what I just spoke about. And then we'll quickly go back to the book of Revelation. Acts 13, verse 21 and 22. Look at what it says. 
and afterward they desired a king and God gave unto them Saul the son of Kish a man of the tribe of Benjamin by the space of 40 years and when he had removed him he raised up unto them David to be their king to whom also he gave testimony and said I have found David the son of Jesse a man after my own heart which shall fulfill all my will look at that I found a man David after my heart which shall fulfill all my will so I told you David was a man after God's heart not because he was a worshiper you know so a lot of people have, 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 have taught and have said oh if if, if, if you, you if you would become a worshiper you would become a man after God's heart that's a lie that's a lie I've heard such statements being made by worship ministers several times while they're worshiping Oh, David was a man of God that because he was a worshiper. Because he was a worshiper. And as we worship God, we are, we are men of God. That's a lie. That's a lie. And uh, those worship ministers haven't really studied the scriptures about why David was a man of God's heart. They need to be taught. a testimony concerning David and said I found David the son of Jesse a man after mine own heart which shall fulfill all my will so it wasn't because he was a worshipper it wasn't because he would quickly repent even though that's very important repentance is very important and worshiping God also very important but it was because David was a man who was interested in fulfilling God's will in accomplishing God's will now if you want to know how to become a man after God's heart I've just shown you it's not by becoming a worshiper singing songs or singing songs of praise I've just showed you how to become a man after God's heart You have to condition yourself to be a child of God that seeks to fulfill God's will and God's will only. God's will and God's will only. Very important. very important now back to the book of Revelation chapter number 2 so he says remember from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I'll come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent but this thou hast that thou hatest 
the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans. The deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, I'll be talking to you about the Nicolaitans very briefly, okay? Very shortly, in a short while. I'll be talking to you about them. So let's just move on. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh. Overcometh what? He had just spoken about leaving the first love. And he had just admonished them to go back to their first love and do the first works, which were the works in connection to the first love. And now he's telling them, to him that overcomes. In other words, the person who will repent and return to the first love and do the works in connection to the first love, that's the man who has overcome. You see, that's the man who has overcome. So now he says, to him that overcometh, Will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God? So I told you that Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. And with my reward, I come to give you according as you have done in my body. So Jesus is coming to reward us according to what we have done in our body. We're going to receive rewards according to what we have done. In other words, according to our state. That's what, that's what he meant. According to our state in his body. So most of you think that oh, I'm gonna be rewarded by Jesus Christ for winning souls, for praying. Well, that's true. If you are winning souls and praying the right way, you see, because there are so many people who probably have won many souls to the church. But in heaven, though they want so many souls to the church, they'll have nothing. No reward at all. Why? Because they did number one, with their self-interest. And number two, the love of God for the soul to be saved was not present in their heart. They, went, they, they just went through it as, as a motion. They just went through it as a motion. So it will surprise you. It will surprise you. So he said, according to, according to, behold, I come, I come quickly and with my reward to give unto everybody according to, according to their work, what they have done in my body. Praise God. And the question is, what is that reward? I told you there are seven rewards. And it's all according to what we do in the body of Christ. So he mentions the first one over here. He says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. The tree of life is a reward. It's a reward. And it's a reward for those in the body of Christ who will stick in connection to the first love, Christ Jesus. Fix their gaze and their focus on him and allow the desire, the plans of the Lord Jesus.
to control everything that they do in life. This reward is for them. It's another message. I'll talk about that another time. Now, let's move on to the second paragon. The church in Smena. The church in Smena. You can write it down. The church in Smena. The church in Smena is a paragon of the suffering church. The church in Smena is a paragon of the suffering church. Now, as we read the scripture, we would understand what I mean by saying they are a paragon of, of, of the suffering church. Verse 8. And unto the angel of the church in Smena write, These things yet the first and the last which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and thy tribulation and poverty. You see, so look at verse 9. I know thy works and thy tribulation. That's trials, trials, temptations, persecutions. And then he says, and thy poverty. That's physical poverty. They were poor. But notice what he says. But thou art rich. Thou art rich. So you see, the physical state of poverty that the believer may be found in is really not what defines him. In the presence of Jesus, he is rich. You see, so physically, they were poor, and that was a fact. But in the presence of God, they were rich. So you should never call yourself poor. In the presence of God, you are rich. That's who you are. In God's presence, you are rich. I know thy works and thy tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan or the church of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. You see that? Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prisons, that ye may be tried, that ye, uh, and, and ye shall have tribulation for ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So the church in Smyrna is a paragon of the suffering church. Now, as, as I speak to you right now, there are churches in certain countries of the world, certain nations of the world, that are really going through suffering. And they have gone through suffering for a long time. For example, is the church in China. The church in China is going through a lot of suffering, a lot of tribulation. They are not allowed to worship God freely, publicly, like we do 
they are forced to worship God in in in, in secret. And the only churches that are allowed to open just a few days ago, the government actually ordered that all the cross that are the cross of Jesus, the cross, the, the, the cross, the cross symbol that are upon the churches should all be thrown down. They should all be removed because they cannot be higher than the, the, the than the national flag of China. So they brought all of the all of the all of the crosses down because they said it's higher than the flag of China, and the flags of China has to be higher than that. Just a few days ago. And amidst this corona this coronavirus crisis, China has actually banned internet broadcasting, so they can't watch. They can't watch anything on YouTube, on Facebook, nothing. They're going through intense persecution. Pastors are being arrested, are being jailed. You go to the Middle East. And you'll find many believers that are dying. Many missionaries that are being killed. Sometimes their own children will be killed in front of them. Their own wives will be raped in front of them. All to, you know, just like what the devil did to Job. You see, that Job would curse God and die. That these believers would... Uh, one way or the other, deny the Christian faith, the faith in Christ Jesus, and accept some other form of religion. You see, and some of you think that it's only uh, Islamic terrorists that persecute Christians. It's not just Islamic terrorists. Read about India, and you'd know how Buddhism persecutes Christians. Very terrible. Terrible. In Iran, you cannot be allowed to have a Bible. You can hold a Bible. In Russia, you can't have a Bible. You cannot study your Bible in front of somebody else. You cannot witness Jesus. A preacher cannot come from outside the country to come and preach. Except he really has... Um, the permission to do so from the government. These are churches of Jesus Christ in places of the world that are suffering great tribulation and persecutions. They die and the wonderful thing is that even when some of us that claim to be Christians hear the story, we are not moved. And and God 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 have mercy on us. Because if your leg was cut off by an accident, If your leg was cut off by an accident, you would feel the pain. You would cry. You would wail. And maybe for the rest of your life, you live with the 
with the impact not even maybe for the rest of your life you would live with the impact of what has happened to your leg these are people who are in the body of Christ that like the body has hands and legs head and mouth these are also members of the body of Christ you see and something happens to them and the rest of us in the body are not moved that should tell you the state in which we are in spiritually dead you see a dead man doesn't care if you cut off his leg he doesn't feel it if you cut off his leg he doesn't feel it he will say nothing he will do nothing because he's dead his emotions are dead his feelings are dead he isn't alive if you cut off his leg he doesn't care you can cut off his hand he doesn't care cut off his head he doesn't care pinch him as much as you want to pinch him he doesn't care harm him as much as you want to harm him he doesn't care because he's dead there's nothing you can do to a dead man to harm him to make him feel the pain but cut off the leg of a living man and he'll feel it So when others in the body of Christ are going through intense persecution and we don't feel it it should tell you the state in which we are Is it possible that we are sleeping with the dead Is it possible that we have so deeply slept until we have gone even beyond the state of coma because that's the only state that a person can be in to cut off his leg and yet he won't feel it you see when there's an accident or let's say you take a diabetic patient to the hospital and then they say oh there's too much sugar in your leg there's nothing you can do about it we have to cut your leg off and so he agrees for his leg to be cut off they cannot cut off his leg just like that in the olden times when uh medicine wasn't as powerful as it is today they would actually inject you so you go into a slight coma and then they will cut off your leg so you don't feel it while they are doing it but today with all the technology and the the the, the rise of powerful medications they can inject just a portion of your body and that portion of your body will will die you see it when a woman goes to the hospital to lay, uh, a woman in labor goes to the hospital and opts for cs that's what they do they'll inject you 
and then a part of your body will feel numb you don't feel anything so it's literally dead for a while that the medicine or the injection is working in the body it's it's literally dead for a while and then you'll cut your stomach and bring the baby and you'll feel nothing same thing they do they would actually inject a portion of your body so your leg wouldn't feel anything at all if they cut it off so when you find out that something is happening to another believer another Christian it doesn't matter whether you know him or you don't know him you see we feel it more when something is happening to someone who is physically connected to us that means physically the person is a friend so I know the person physically he's a friend and uh, I know him physically so when I hear oh that brother so-and-so has died I say, huh? he's died that's my friend he's died he died and he's dead and we begin to cry we begin to wail because our friend is dead or uh, the person is connected to us as in his, his family so oh that family member is dead and we begin to cry because physically there's a relation but you know what that relation is not meant to be eternal it's not meant to be eternal when we die that relationship it ceases especially if a brother or a sister who is a friend or a family is not born again he goes to hell and he'll be eternally separated from us man is a spirit we ought to feel the impact of the spirit more than the impact of the flesh if something happens to a fellow believer we ought to feel it deeply and even more then we'll feel it if the person was a family member or a friend somebody related to us in the flesh the reason why we don't is because we are not very spiritually minded that's the problem we are not very spiritually minded and that puts us in a state of coma where something happens to the to 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 a part of our body and we don't care how many times have you prayed for christians who have been persecuted i mean just over here in nigeria buko maram has killed hundreds thousands including kids little children They kidnap them, they kill them. They plant bombs, they kill them. They blow up schools and kill the kids. Blow up buses and kill people. Kidnap pastors and other church members and kill them. And sometimes they'll record it on a live they'll record it 
and then send it out for other Christians to watch and cry. Sometimes you would hear of a request of a church somewhere in China or somewhere in the Middle East requesting for prayer because they are being persecuted. Are you moved by it? Do you care? And, and, and the worst part of it is when something is happening to the next believer, the brother, the sister, who is so close to us, we attend the same church, but we are not moved. And if you're not moved at what is happening to the believer who is so close to you, how can you be moved at what is happening to the believer who isn't close to you, that you have no knowledge of, you don't know? You see, and that's the reason why you look at what Ghanaians were doing and Africans were doing when the coronavirus hit Niger, uh, China. Everybody was insulting Chinese. Hey, you, you are, you are, you, you've been repaid. God has repaid you for your evil works. You've been eating live animals. You don't kill them. You don't boil them. You eat them raw. You, you look at what has come upon your head. God is repaying you. God is, and others through social media and other platforms were saying, oh, this virus cannot survive in Africa. This virus cannot come to Africa. Our blood is strong. This thing cannot. This thing cannot. Nobody can. As if we were angels. Something was happening to our fellow human being. And we were, we were not cut in our hearts. Something was happening to our fellow human beings. In fact, I heard, I read stories, several stories, when there was a, uh, when, when the broke out, uh, um, uh, 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 I heard, uh, I read several stories uh, when the, the, the COVID-19 broke out in Wuhan. Several stories of Christians in China that had been affected by the virus who were calling for prayer calling for prayer and I read in those comments Christians calling for prayer and I read in the comments other people lambasting them that you people eat uh, live animals you don't boil them you do all of these wicked things and now God is repaying you you are asking us to pray for you they, they wrote things like that something is happening to your fellow human being and you are not cut to your heart wickedness that's very mean how could we become so mean when did we get there when did we get there then it hit Italy and then it hit Africa So, all those guys who said we were Superman, Superman, where are they? We've been locked down just the same as China was locked down. We have little freedom because this is just a partial lockdown. You can go out and, and buy foodstuffs and, and do some other things and then get back quickly inside. 
You see, so mean. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Something happens to his fellow human being. Instead of him to cry, to weep, and to wish that his brother is saved and delivered, he wishes and prays that he suffers more. When we had the first cases in Ghana, I overheard some people in my area talking, and you know what one of them said? One of them said that they should enter into the homes and find people who are located who uh, who, uh, who who have this virus and kill them. Since we have no cure, they should kill them. They should kill them. If it was you, would you say they should kill you? Or if it was your brother, your sister, someone who really meant your heart, would you say they should kill you? But they said they should kill them. Look at how mean the unregenerated heart is. Very mean. So most of us in the part of the world that we belong, we belong to right now, may not be a church that is suffering but there are churches that are suffering what does the bible teach us to do what did jesus say we should do he says weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice all these churches who are, which are suffering are churches which are weeping they are weeping in prayer they're weeping for their loved ones. They're weeping for their parents. They're weeping. Crying to God. Day and night. That the oppression against them would cease. How could you not be moved? Though we may not be going through the same things that they are going through. Yet, we ought to put ourselves in their condition and feel exactly what they feel and go on our knees and pray for them and pray for them Very important. I know thy works and thy tribulation and thy poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of, the, of those who say they are Jews and are not. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast them of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation for ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. We may very well also face trials and persecutions in our own way because of the faith that we profess in Christ Jesus. And when we go through these things, we must remember the words of Jesus 
to the church in Smyrna, the paragon of the suffering church. We must remember there was a sister who followed me when we started church afresh and she went through a lot of troubles a lot of troubles for following me she was denied so many things denied from being sponsored you know with her edu education and uh, suffered more treatment several times even at the hands of her own parents and I would encourage her and pray for her but it got to a point that she couldn't so without any information without nothing she stopped following me You see, whenever there is intense suffering because of the faith that you have in Christ Jesus, there's one thing that you must remember. It is only because the glory that shall be revealed is a greater glory. Bible says that our light afflictions are only for a while and they are preparing us for a much heavier weight of glory so we ought to always remember Jesus Christ before he entered into glory went through the cross and the Bible says for the joy that was set before him what joy was it the joy of the glory that was set before him he saw it and Bible says for the joy that was set before him he he endured the cross and he despised the shame let me tell you my story I've, I've been telling my story um, a lot of times I tell my story probably there are some of you who are listening to me right now who probably don't know my story let me tell you my story I only went through junior high school I didn't go through senior high school when I was 16 years in fact I recognized the call of God upon my life at the age of four and uh, I saw it in several dreams and in several visions. And I, there, were, there were manifestations of it many times that I, I, I don't want to talk about now. But when I was 16 years, at the age of 16, that's when I responded to the call to the ministry. So I actually entered the work of the ministry at the age of 16 years. That's when I entered. It's been over a decade now. When I rededicated my life to Christ in at the age of 16, and 
I got filled with the Holy Ghost by the ministry of Don Moen and uh, Israel Houston, Israel Houghton, sorry. Filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. I was, I became very dedicated to prayer. I prayed continuously for several days. I, I think I was having all nights about four to five times every week. And I did that continuously between four to six months. So uh, those who followed me around that period, they can tell there was a lot of power that was shown, manifest in my ministry in that time. At the early days of my ministry. In fact, there is much more power and glory right now. But I would pray so much. I love my Bible more than anything else, more than any book. I took my Bible to school. When it was break time, everybody would be going to play, would be going to eat. I would be in the classroom with my Bible open, reading it. And sometimes some students will gather around me and I'll teach them and the numbers will increase and I'll teach them and teach them. And out of those students that used to come around me, that I used to preach to them, I still have some of them with me today in the ministry. In fact, my wife was one of them. I never knew that, that I would marry her one day. Reverend Jonathan was one of them. You see. But I suffered a lot of persecution from the house and from the school because my parents, particularly my father, really didn't really understand what was happening to me. He didn't really understand that it was the call of God that was manifesting in my life. He didn't really understand that. So, so many things I did he didn't understand and uh, one day I came from an all night and my bags were outside um, I don't want to really use these words anymore because I think it's, it's too harsh but I was actually sacked or thrown out of the house at the age of 16. So I took my bags. In fact, I didn't even have a bag. I was, my, my things were in a black polythene bag. I cried and cried and cried. I remember I knelt down behind someone's house on my way and I prayed and cried and said, Lord, my father has denied me. I have no father. You are my father now. I remember I prayed that prayer and I continued my journey. I took my my bag to my grandmom's house and then I left. I went to school that day 
they caned me for coming to school late nobody understood what happened to, had happened to me that morning in fact that day i wouldn't even have gone to school because i was i was going through a lot of pain but i went to school and they caned me for coming to school late nobody understood nobody knew why and then i didn't have any place to sleep so there was a brother he's called apostle dan i went to him and told him that i'd like to be sleeping in his house for a few days um but it wasn't so direct so at the beginning i would sleep on the park kwashiman park if you know kwashiman park the cluster of schools kwashiman park i would sleep on the park i remember several times would have uh fellowship meetings and they would go and rent chairs and after the meeting is over they would be taking the chairs back but i'll ask them to leave two of the chairs why because i had no place to go and sleep so i was going to sleep on the park i would sit in one chair and put my legs on the other chair and then sleep a while and when i get tired i'll just get up and walk on the park and pray and pray and pray and pray and when i get tired go back and sit on the chair put my legs on the other chair and sleep for a little while and then get up again and pray and pray and pray and in the morning i would uh, i didn't have any phone so i'll tell them that okay you go leave these two chairs in the morning you come back and take them and then send them back to the owner so in the morning they will come and then take it send it back to the owner i'll go home to my grandmom's place because they hadn't yet accepted me over there so i'll go home to my grandmom's place take my bath dress up and then go to school nobody knew what was happening to me later on i went to stay with apostle dan for a long for for a while and then after some time i went back to i went to my grandmom's living with my auntie she also didn't understand the na- nature of the call she 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 didn't understand she didn't understand because I would go to the Kwashiman Park and I'll come back home at 11 a, uh, 11 p.m. sometimes 12. I wanted to pray. Nobody knew what was going on in my heart. I wanted to pray. So she said she couldn't take it anymore. So I went to sleep with my sister who was also in the house. And my sister understood it a little bit. Finally I went back to stay with Apostle Dan. And I was there for several 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 months. And then after I completed junior high school, I had to go to the senior high school. We found a school. I entered the school. We paid the tuition. And so I started schooling. but I schooled for only one term because I had no sponsor that whole term that I went to school I had no textbooks I had no books sometimes I had no even pen to write and you know how terrible it is to be in school you don't have textbooks you don't have books what books do you use for your exercise I would have to walk to school and then walk back home several times. After one term, I couldn't pay any more for the next term, so I had to drop out. 
well there were some other things that were going on but I dropped out and that was the end for me I was in SHS for only one term so all I have is the knowledge that I was taught in Kwashiman St. Luke's Kwashiman Anglican DJHS Saito And my teachers mocked me. Even when I was in school, they said nothing good was going to come out of me. They persecuted me and they persecuted my followers, those who followed me in the, in the gospel. It was a very hard time. One teacher met me after I completed school and I actually greeted her. She told me, if I ever meet her, I should pass. should never call her. She wants to see me in school. I wept several times, especially at the time when I saw my mates going to school and I wasn't going to school. And lots of people thought that my life was going to become useless. Because what can, what can you really do with junior high school certificate, junior high school, what can you really do with it? My dad actually told my mom to stop bringing me money. I don't condemn my dad, no, for what he did. He was very angry with me. And I too was very angry with him at the point. I had to forgive him. And make sure my heart was clean. My mom told me one time, because my mom would come to my grandmom's place and sometimes she'll give me money. She told me one time, my dad told her never to give me money ever again. You know, there was a time that I had no money at all to eat. Nobody, no, in fact, from 16 years, right through to when I got married, I took care of myself. I took care of myself. Most of the times, it was the fellowship that I had started, that we, uh, the fellowship of believers, that was taking care of me. And other people that were with me, I don't know how I would have survived under that sun. Because it was very harsh. Very harsh. Even with that, I slept several days without food several days without food sometimes you don't even have gari, gari to even eat I've gone through very difficult moments because I said I want to be in the ministry you see so I didn't go through the senior high school because miti pa. In my family, I can tell you that I'm the one with the most uh, powerful brain. I, I'm not boasting at all. It's, it's a testimony. It's a, it's a testimony they all they all share. All of them. 
My other brother called me one time and said, Do you know that you are intelligent more than all of us? I said, No, I don't know. He said, Well, I'm telling you. And I didn't know because all the time I was being told that Mabong, that's all I was being told. I was being told I'm lazy. I don't like hard work. All of these negative confessions on me. I took God's word. I fought and wrestled through life with God's word. From 16 years. And when I couldn't go through senior high school, I got myself into the Bible school. I completed the Bible school in two years. I'm talking about, if I should say, the world most renowned Bible school on earth, Rama Bible Training College. Immediately after completion, I was picked up to become a lecturer, a teaching assistant actually. And I taught for just two weeks and they promoted me from teaching assistant to become a full lecturer. I taught for the next two weeks and they promoted me from a full lecturer to now become um, the recruiting director. And so now I was working directly with the directors of the school. And I taught there for almost five years. I stood before people who have gone through level 400, 600, and I taught them. And I said, Oh God, Oh God. I never went to senior high school. I never went to university. But now I teach people who went through university. And I teach them the knowledge for life. I teach them how to live their life. I teach them how to be successful. Me. Me. This is what God can do with a man who is faithful. I remain faithful. And that's exactly what Jesus says here. He says, fear none of those things which, they sh which thou shalt suffer. Fear none. Fear none. In this Christian faith, you will suffer many things. Fear none of those things that you will suffer. You know, I remember... When I used to teach on persecution to our church. And I'll tell them. One day. You may have to. Bet your head. On the gospel. And some of them will go. Oh, bet my head on the gospel. Pastor what do you mean? That one day. My head, my head may be chopped off. You should be ready. There's nothing to fear. This is how I've built my life. Literally built my life. This is how I've literally raised up my life. Not to fear death. And when my dear brother and friend, Apostle Isaac Atto, died, he was shot in Cameroon by Cameroonian soldiers. 
and he went there to preach the gospel and he was martyred it gave me more faith I said Isaac was killed martyred Isaac it gave me more faith built more faith inside my spirit that you shall suffer fear not he says be faithful unto death if you have to if you have to pay the price with your life do it do it if my calling is to be a martyr for Jesus oh i'll be so glad i tell you If that's how I leave earth, is that if that's how I go home? I'll be so glad. You know why? Because everything I'm doing I'm doing with one thing on my mind to glorify my Lord Jesus Christ and to be worthy of his reward. That's what is on my heart. To glorify him and to be worthy of his reward. And surely one way a very shortcut into glory and into getting in fact one of the greatest rewards in heaven is through martyrdom. So if I should be killed for his sake I won't think twice. I won't think twice. So help me God. So help me God. Are you ready? The church in Smyrna is a paragon of suffering and the paragon of faithfulness for all of us. to look at their suffering their tribulation and the command to be faithful even unto death and follow the same when we go through sufferings because of our faith that we have in Christ Jesus mm. get up and lift your voice and begin to pray begin to pray lift your voice i'll continue tomorrow lift your voice lift your voice and pray Shalabakara mama mama sura kapa papara nama mama dereke sota raba papa 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 Shemara kama manduro kusubara papa papa redevene ke barana nama manduro kushebe de devene mama made
Zebara kababa baba roda shebra kamande reko sotara baba baba reneve shebara kamande revezes. Rimantura kamama mande reko sobra paneneve neve shepananamadea. Pray for the strength, the strength of faithfulness, the grace of faithfulness to the Lamb of God, no matter what it costs, 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 that my heart may remain faithful to the Lamb of God. My heart may remain faithful. My heart may remain faithful. Rondo shanamando roko sotara bababa rege menono mosaya. Libra gano sobara bababa garada banana mantele garababo shene medehe. Zebra kara bababa batora bababa parede. Venda rakamama toro bashabanana madaya. Ligara bababo sotara gamandea. Lift your voice and pray. Pray. That God, the Holy Spirit, will establish your heart in faithfulness. Faithfulness to the Lamb of God. Faithfulness to Jesus Christ. Oh, I see a river. I see a river. I see a river flowing. There is a river flowing. There is a river flowing. There is a river flowing. Come drink of it. 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 Let us balamashaya. The rivers of the Holy Spirit is flowing right now. It's flowing right now. It's flowing right now. And as you pray, you are drinking of it. Sebaragabando roko shebenene mede baragavana namatura bade benene bezes. 
Spirit of God, open my heart to faithfulness. Spirit of God, establish my heart to faithfulness. Spirit of God, establish my heart before the, the, the Son of God. Spirit of God, establish my heart before the Lamb of God. Let every root of doubt, every root of unbelief, die in my heart, die in my heart. In the name of Jesus, Malano Shalabanda Kalamuda Rabashea, Ragababa Barene Venemoshia da Bracabana Made, Lena Mashabalamande Baracamana Mazura Nahaya, Raga Shabalabara Bazura Banamande Venemoshalamande, Riga Banamando Roshebra Kama Nebrene Mosaya, Lena Boshalababa Zunda Kalamadea, Rama Shabalamade Bariakaya. I count myself worthy, I count myself worthy, I count myself worthy of the sufferings of the cross. I count myself worthy. I count myself worthy. I count myself worthy of the sufferings of the gospel. I count myself worthy. I count myself worthy of the sufferings of this call of God in Christ Jesus. I count myself worthy. For he has counted me 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 worthy. Therefore, I count myself worthy. I count myself worthy. I count myself worthy. For he has counted me worthy. For he has counted me worthy. For he has counted me worthy. Rama sabana na bada bakaria da shabana bada Rama sobana na made baria kabana mada badia zabana maha Rama shakada hasa tara kana hasa Rada hasana hazara kada hasana mazara hara hasa Lira kada na sheala na sheala na sheala na sheala na hasa Lezobra kamana madere devese Rehesa I see the cloud of glory I see the cloud of glory it's coming down. The cloud of glory is coming down. Cloud of glory is coming down. Some of you will begin to feel something like heaviness. You'd feel something like clouds. You feel it. You, you can tell if, if, if it's happening to you. Something like clouds. It's like it's, it's um, like vapor. It's like it's it's covered your head down to your chest. Nasatona manene mashayana no 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 sana. That's the glory of God that is coming upon you. That's the glory of God that is, is coming upon you. All of you who are having that experience right now, it is because you are, you are, you are, you are, um, it's because you have, um, you have an, an, an important assignment in the preaching of the Gospels. So if, if you're having this experience right now, it's because you have a ministry. You have a ministry. You have a ministry, a ministry in preaching and teaching. That's why you're having this experience right now. And the Holy Spirit is preparing you. He's preparing you right now for that ministry of the Gospel, for that ministry of the Gospel, for that ministry of the Gospel. Yeah, most of you, the Holy Spirit, many of you, the Holy Spirit is building up. 
He's building up. He's putting fire inside you day by day as you pray, as you hear, as you hear from this ministry, hear uh, these teachings, as you tarry, as you wait upon God. He's putting fire inside you little by little, little by little, and you can you you are beginning to see that your life is improving. You're beginning to see that uh, you uh, the essence of of ministry uh, is occupying your life right now. You're beginning to you're, you're beginning to see uh, that spiritual growth happening in your life. You're beginning to see that maturity happening in your life. You're beginning to see even there is a change in your prayer life. There's a change in your word study life. You're, you're beginning to see that there is a passion more and more burning inside you to proclaim the gospel. When you pray, when you pray, you 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 you, you see the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to your spirit, ministering to your spirit. It's like while you're praying, you 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 see inside your spirit that you are supposed to preach to certain people. You see it inside your spirit that you're supposed to preach to certain people. You see it inside your spirit that there are some there are certain meetings that you're supposed to hold. You see it inside your spirit that uh, 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 there are certain things that you need to do in order to, uh, to 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 advance the preaching of the gospel. Don't don't become complacent and don't ignore it. It's the Holy Spirit ministering to you and revealing these things to you because he wants to accomplish these things to you in bringing eternal salvation into the hearts of many and establishing many people so don't ignore it rather stop praying about them start praying about them and as you pray about them you ask the Lord how to go about it and he will reveal it to you it will pop up in your spirit how you should go about them and you should have a pen you should have a book and write them out how you should go about them and you should pray and begin to work on them because God is going to use you in bringing salvation to many people and it's going to use you in establishing many believers and it's going to use you in putting many people into the ministry it's going to happen to you. There are some of you who, over a few days right now, as we began to fast and we began to pray, you are receiving prophetic insights because God is actually pulling you little by little into that office of the prophet, into that ministry of the prophet. It's like you've been seeing visions, but they're not so clear, but you've been seeing them. Sometimes it's like uh, a consciousness of certain things that are about to happen they come up in your spirit and you you know them supernaturally that something like this is going to happen something like that is going to happen and you may even hear some of them coming up in the news or coming up around me around you and this is because you are being pulled little by little into the ministry and the office of the prophet that's what is happening to you right now little by little you're being pulled so you shouldn't stop what you're doing you shouldn't stop praying you shouldn't stop studying you shouldn't stop waiting upon the Lord because we grow in it and as you grow in it it will become much clearer a much clearer much clearer and you will begin to command more authority in the realm of the spirit uh, more and more more and more more and more so don't ignore it it's the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit so don't ignore it it's the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit so devranama shamanamazesh 
Igarabada varano shabaragavana madivara no shabaragavana madiviredo shabarana vashesh. Talama says, I see someone. You actually wrote an application letter. You were looking for a job before the lockdown. So you actually submitted and uh, some application letters to certain companies. You're looking for a job. Um, so you sent some application letters to uh, certain companies before the lockdown. And right now you're contemplating on whether you're going to be called because of uh, the lockdown and how it has affected certain companies. So you, now you're worried whether you're really going to get a job soon or not. You're, you're getting worried a little bit, little by little. You're getting worried all because of the lockdown and the coronavirus. Uh, but the Lord says you will get a job. You will get a job supernaturally. Something that you are not even expecting is going to come your way. You're going to get a job that is going to pay you very well and you will be able to take care of other people in the family that's what the lord is saying that's what the lord is saying so don't be afraid don't let nothing move you don't let nothing worry you god is in the process he's working things out for your good Bible says all things work together for the good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So it is going to happen. It is going to happen. It is going to happen exactly as I have said it. You're going to turn things around. You're going to th turn things around. You are going to turn things around. You're going to turn things around. Hallelujah. You're going to turn things around. You're going to turn things around. You're really going to turn things around. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 I don't know, but I'm seeing someone um, who has a connection to do with fashion designing. Fashion designing. Fashion designing. And uh, you're going to get a contract to work with uh, a modeling agency. A modeling agency. Uh, and God is going to use that avenue to really bless your life. To really bless your life. To really bless your life. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to... There's somebody who is listening to me right now. You feel pain. You feel pain in your arm. Uh, your arm. I, th uh, I think this is your right arm. You feel pain. You can feel the pain like it's, it's in the bones. It's in the bones. You've been feeling the pain in, in your right arm. In your right arm. That pain leaves you now. I command it to go. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. It goes from you now. It leaves you right now. Leaves you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. It goes right now. It goes right now. In Jesus, you can start exercising your right hand or whatever arm you are feeling the pain in and you would notice that the pain is gone. The pain is no longer there. The pain is no longer there. The pain is no longer there. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. 
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Someone is receiving a financial door is opening for someone. Sponsorship. Sponsorship to enter into uh, how should I call this? Uh, a media school. Someone is going to receive sponsorship to enter into a media school. Uh, I see someone, you have a desire to, uh, is this radio presenting? Radio presenting and stuff like that. Uh, media school, media school. You're receiving sponsorship. Sponsorship is coming your way. You will be able to go to that media school, share the Lord. Sponsorship is coming your way. Sponsorship is coming your way. Sponsorship is coming your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sponsorship is coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 